Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Reel Down on Paddling Fin with your hosts, Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything with tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Reel Down live on Monday nights. I happen to have a different host tonight. If you can tell, it's not Gimli. It's not the red-headed, bearded wonder. We have Mr. Armando Sola from Kayak Bass and Beers. How you doing, bud? Pretty good, man. Thanks for having you on You know my show. I try to fill in Skinner's shoes as best as I can. I know some big shoes to fill in, you know. They're tiny I, shoes. I don't have that that great look that sex appeal that you know brings the female crowd to the show but i'm doing what i can man oh lord don't tell him that he'll he'll be coming back he's he's riding high right now he's down at the beach as well he should as well he should yeah he's down at the beach right now just being like hey i'm sexy all right i like that there you go so uh so yeah but and and what's the other i don't want to mispronounce it it's a uh, ramos yeah, oh, fin- oh, the okay. So we got the paddle and fin in Spanish, which airs yeah. every other Sunday. So that's Remos and Aleta, which is literally translated paddle and fin in Spanish. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, I was very surprised to see the you know the reaction that we got of it. Um, I'll have to ask Brian how much listeners we got on that first uh, episode, but I noticed on YouTube we got like. 61 views in like 24 hours yeah. which you know we, we we're a podcast we don't usually don't get a lot of views on on yeah. youtube so it's pretty awesome man and um i'm happy about it you know we want to grow the sport um 
everywhere. So the more the sports grow, the best for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And tonight, not only are you a co-host on the show, but you have a giveaway. I have a giveaway. Yes. A thousand, a thousand followers giveaway. So I'm pretty excited about that. I don't want to take too much time because I know we got some guests, but yeah, MW Fishing won the giveaway. So MW Fishing, I think MW stands for Matt Wallace Fishing. If I'm looking at the Instagram now, you won the giveaway. Thank you so much to you and everybody that took part in the giveaway. Um, awesome giveaway. Um, thanks to Fun and Sun Tackle um, for uh, sponsoring the giveaway. Douglas um, Bait and Spin Casting Rods. Um, who else? Um, Huddlestone provided uh, also uh, from Fun and Sun Tackle. 9K Lures got a gift card in. Um, so Angler, we're getting an Angler Bullseye button. So thank you to all those companies, man. It's uh, it's an awesome giveaway. Really glad uh, I was able to put that, that we were able to put that together. So congratulations. I'm MW Fishing. If you're listening, send me a DM. I'll respond later today or tomorrow. If not, I'll send you a a DM tomorrow on Instagram. So thank you again. Very cool. So tonight uh, we're, we're going to do something a little bit different. We Something we never get to do is uh, we never get to highlight the West Coast anglers like we want. Yep. There's just so many tournaments. It's hard to cover everybody. But uh, yeah, tonight we're talking about the Hobie BOS that was on the California Delta. Delta, not Delta. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're naming Delta. Uh, that's more than a thing. So uh but yeah, we're so the three people that we were supposed to have on the first place, uh, uh, Daniel Balaba, we wasn't able to have him on. He was planning to come on, but something happened with work, and you know that's why it's a live show. It happens, but we are fortunate enough to be graced by Mister S- in second place, Mister Pui Yang, hey. and John Myers, who got third place. So congratulations to y'all, and thank y'all for being on the show. Hey, Glad thanks for having us. Absolutely. So tonight we're going to talk tidal fishery. We're, we're going to talk California and we're going to see some of the differences and, and highlight a couple anglers that anglers that we anglers, where, where's this coming from? Uh, but we're, we're going to have a, we're going to talk to people that we haven't talked before on the show. No, uh, no Cody Milton or Jody queen or Kurt Smith's tonight. It's, it's two fresh new faces. So we're, we're looking forward to that. But uh, so like we do whatever show first, we'll start out with uh how you got into kayak fishing and just kind of about yourself. We'll start with you, John. John, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Okay. So tell us about yourself and how you got into kayak fishing. Um, so I'm 57, uh, a buddy of mine named Steve Meanlander two years ago said, Hey, you want to fish a kayak tournament? Sure. Why not? And he goes, I got a kayak for you. And, uh, anyways, first time I was there ever in a kayak, I was at Lake McClure and, uh, it was pretty scary. Uh, a little sketchy getting in the boat, getting out of the boat, setting the well, hook, you know, there's a lot, a lot of a learning co- curve. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he, he hooked me. I really liked it. It was one-on-one with nature. It was you against the fish, not you against the anglers. You, uh, Hey, when you set the hook in a kayak and you got a big one on, you know, the kayak moves forward. The fish goes to your right. The kayak turns to the right. 
you know, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. You, you get in a bass boat, you, you're standing there, you have leverage, and you could really, you know, well on them, you know, uh, and a kayak, not so much, you know, uh, pitching, punching, you know, is very difficult. Um, do I stand up in my kayak? Not yet. I, I'm, you know, kind of afraid because I'm kind of aggressive hook setter. So, you know, I sit down and uh, punching and sitting down it, it is is comical at best, you know. Wear out uh, your shoulders. Everything in a kayak that you do, right, everything you do in a kayak, and I give a lot of credit for these kayak anglers, it's difficult to fish out of a kayak. You know, there's a huge learning curve and uh, I, I, I love it. I got hooked, you know, I, I've been tournament fishing since 1986, uh, bought my first bass boat then, uh, couldn't catch any fish on the lake, you know, uh, joined the Merced Bass Club, you know, learned a lot from a lot of, you know, weathered anglers and, and I've been competing ever since, you know, um, I love it. I really do love it a lot. It's a lot of fun, especially the kayak tournaments. There you go. All right. So, so like you were telling us earlier, earlier, Pua, this was your first tournament. So your, your kayak fishing is like, uh, has a very short history, but, but tell us all about yourself, man. Yeah. Um, kayak fishing in general, I, I probably started about uh, two years ago, uh, at least. And, uh, my cousin, uh, yeah, uh, he lent me one, um, it, it, it was a paddle kayak. So, um, for me, it, it, I've always loved fishing in general. So it, it was a platform that was brand new to me. And, um, it was kind of hard at first because, you know, you're trying to paddle and make a, you know, that perfect cast. And, um, after a while, I just kind of, uh, adjusted to it and, um, I got used to it and, you know, everything, but like uh, what John was saying, you know, um, my first actual uh, experience on the water was on a bass boat when my brother had one. And um, everything became totally different because I had to get shorter rods for the kayak. And, uh, you know, um, just kind of it was a little bit different. And then um, long story short, when I saw that Hobie was coming to the Delta, it's like, man, I got to do this one. I mean, it's probably going to be my first event, but hey, you know, the Delta, like, yeah, like for me and most guys here in California or in the Northern California part, it's our backyard, you know? So I was like, you know what, let's go ahead and give this a shot. And, you know, here I am. So for, for, and what, what kind of kayaks are y'all out of? That's something that's always interesting. John? Yeah. For, um, oh, go ahead, John. Go ahead, man. So um, last year in July, a week before the 360 came out, I bought a, a PA-12. A week later, oh. the 360 came out. I'm not saying I bought one, but, you, you mm. know, um, I researched it a bunch. I, I did uh, some test drives on, on a few different kayaks, and uh, I, I really like the way the pedal drive worked. Uh, it goes through weeds really well. Um, very stable platform. And, and it's set up for, for fishing. You know what I mean? It has the little rod holders. It's got uh, parts for your transducer. Uh, you know, I actually put a trolling motor on the back of mine, which you couldn't use. 
it wouldn't have helped anyhow. I was fishing such thick weeds. I would, it would have done me no well, no good at whatsoever. But, uh, yeah, um, I started in a Hobie Outback and, uh, how was my buddy? Let me use his, uh, I liked how that boat handled, uh, the, the, uh, uh, PA, uh, bigger platform. So a little more comfortable in it. You know, you can move around a little bit compared to the Outback. Yeah. And how, how about you, Pova? What are you rocking, man? So, um, so uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, my wife actually bought me an, a 2020 Outback uh, for my birthday in May. And, uh, oh, and that's a keeper. Yeah. Yeah. And I've only been on a pedal drive kayak once for like 10 minutes. But then I was in love with fishing in general. So when she got me the Outback, I was like, you know what? It's going to be game on. So, yeah, I got a 2020 Outback, and um, that's that's what I'm riding. It, it, you look like a light dude, like an Outback price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't have all that weight. Like, I need something big, you know. You, like, you know what's funny is um, ever since I started kayak fishing, I lost 20 pounds. Okay. So um, it's it's been – a workout for me as well as uh you know a new fishing platform for me yeah. how old are you well me i'm 36. 30. oh really this looks young than that. <laughs> dude you, you look like you're about 25. <laughs> yeah 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 i get that a lot yeah i get that a lot okay so the uh so i the first question i have is why was there only 50 anglers in the event what was it a uh, like is that all the permits that they could get was for 50 anglers? Because all the other Hobie events, they had, you know, over a hundred. It was curious and it was exactly 50. So I figured it was probably a permit problem, right? I think John, John can probably answer that for you. You know, that that's a good question. I, I was wondering the same thing. I figured there'd be a, a two, 250 boats, to be honest with you. Um, I don't think there's a limit uh on the, the anglers um not quite sure why i think i think uh, uh possibly people might have been intimidated maybe to go mm -hmm. to the delta and compete there compared to competing at a lake you know yeah. um delta is not an easy place to fish um everything looks the same uh everything looks like it's going to have fish in it however the the there is a, that's not the case there's fish in specific locations and, and uh um thousand miles of waterway uh can you get lost in there uh yes um can you can you go crazy fishing all these different areas all the lawn tramps going on levees you know hoping your truck's still there when you get back yes um uh can it be dangerous uh well um with all the boating traffic uh, you have offshore racing boats uh, going up and down the channel 80, 100 miles an hour. So, you know, you're in a kayak with a flag on it. So, so you really have to pick your locations well and, and, and stay out of people's way. And yeah. um, so I'm not, I'm not really quite sure why they only got 50 or 51 people. I, I really wish they would have got more. And, and I hope Hobie comes back next year. Um, and maybe we could uh, maybe get some more anglers 
Um, I don't know if it's the cost. It, it pushed people away uh, yeah. or what, but and, know, and I that, really wish that, we could have got a lot more but, England out there. Because I saw 50, I, I thought maybe y'all would know the issue. I'll have to reach out to AJ and find out because they always do have great turnout. Maybe it was a little bit suppressed because a lot of people on the West Coast, because you're only fishing one event, it's not as important for the angler of the year points of trying to get into a TOC. So, you know, maybe I brought a few people down, but here we'll go ahead and go over it. So on, a, let me put this here. So on. For day some one, reason, you're, you're real choppy. Am I? Okay. Yeah, well, here, let, let me put you out of the room and then yeah. bring you right back. Yeah, I think um, okay. in regards yeah, cool. to. In regards to the 50 anglers only for the Hobie event, I think um, there's a lot of events that is going on during August uh, in terms of kayak tournaments. And guys had to pick and choose uh, which tournaments they wanted to do. Um, so, like, uh, I think some guys, they, they just chose not to do the Delta because, like what John says, it is pretty intimidating, you know, and... You, it, you can't it looks like a place where you can just go out there and catch fish anywhere but it's not like that and because of the pandemic too there's been so many boaters wreck boaters and fishing boats and just everybody out yeah. there and so i think the delta has been totally you know just pressured to the max so it, it's not it's not as easy as it would be per se a clear lake or a um a certain you know uh any of the yeah. Bigger that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll go over all the numbers here. So on day one, uh, Daniel, who got first at Ed and Abel, would be here because of work. Uh, he had 94 and a half day one. David Larson was in second with 87 and a half. Obadiah Williams, old, uh, what, what, yonder gang, that, that guy. Yeah, uh, the people's yeah, champ. Yeah, the people's <laughs> champ. Uh, he had, well, he went to the Hobie Worlds last year. So he I mean, did. Yeah. He had 87 and a half. He did. Uh, John, you got fourth, and Pui, you were in 19th after day one with right. 77 and yes. a quarter. And then right. on day two, you had the big bag of the turn or this the big bag of the day with 89 and three quarter. Daniel had 86 and a half. And then John, you were back in fifth with 82 and three quarter, which was only a, a few inches behind. And then overall, Daniel had 181. Pua, you had 167, and then John, 166 and a quarter. So, yeah, big numbers. I mean, for a two-day tournament anywhere, that's from 180 to 166. That's that's some legit numbers for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Pua, so how did it yeah. feel for you? This is your first tournament. When you say first tournament, like nationwide tournament, you know, Hobie, BOS, KBF, Bassmasters, or just in general your first kayak fishing tournament? Yeah, my first kayak fishing tournament. Your first one. Uh, How does yeah, it feel for one. you knowing that you were Good going up you, against man. guys like Russ Snyder, um, Greg Blanchard? I'm not sure if Cody Milton was on the, on that one, but still, I mean, Greg Blanchard is a local legend over there. Russ yeah. Snyder is ranked number one in the world, or at least right. in the United States. How does it feel for you to be in this position? Is it surreal? Are you like a fan of the, the sport itself, of the tournament scene, or you just like going kayak fishing? You know, uh, so I do keep up with these guys too. And um, awesome. and I do watch her uh, stuff on YouTube. And um, 
funny thing is uh, during pre-fish week, I was in my, my main area to pre-fish and uh, I sniders. And um, I was like, man, this is uh, pretty, pretty crazy, man, to see him back here in my spot. Um, but yeah, that guy, man, uh, um, it, it, look at it as a competition more say i think for me it was more like you know let's let's go fish and see what we could do this is our this is my first event and um you know these guys um including like uh obd williams and uh some of the other guys that were on on that were part of the tournament you know there's sticks out there you know and and they can, mm -hmm. they can hammer him so i i wasn't necessarily trying to compete with trying to just catch fish you know um and I was, you know, I was looking for some of the guys to blow it away, you know, um, but it, it's tough fishing out there. Yeah. And John, so uh, since you have so much, you've been fishing for a long time. Can you kind of, for anybody that hasn't seen it on YouTube or anything else, kind of give us an yes. overlay of of, uh, of the Delta and what fishing like there's like being tidal and all that good stuff. Yeah, so um yeah, the river system is, is pretty vast, first of all. So uh, I pre-fished uh, down south by Tracy. I, I even went into Modesto, which is the furthest south you could go in this tournament. Uh, I, I scouted out some areas there a few weeks back. Um, I went over the levee at Tracy, I, um, and I found that the tide would just go out the whole day. And... Uh, uh, they put up this levee to, to push the water back to keep water in the rivers and, and try to keep them full um, instead of it all going into Clifford Court Bay. And then uh, I pre-fished over by uh, White Slough, Disappointment. You know, that's like kind of the central northern. Uh, I pre-fished by Frank's Track. I uh, wasn't really impressed with any of those. And uh, I decided I'm going to go to Big Break and give it a try. Well, to my surprise, uh, fishing was phenomenal. Uh, catching 30, 40 fish was pretty easy. And I think it's a numbers game. You know, you, you catch enough fish, you're going to get bigger fish. And if you're mm -hmm. around fish, you're, you're going to do well. And, and that's the key to, to any tournament. You know, obviously, if you throw a big bait and you get five bites, then you're a hero. But you could go to a big fat zero really quick, too. So... So where I was fishing was west, and that was in the Big Break area. I launched at a Big Break marina uh, both days. Basically went out, took the first right, made another right, and, and went as far as I could um, all the way to this uh, bluegill bed. And the, the fish were in there eating bluegills, and I was throwing a chatterbait. And uh, the tide difference between where I was at and south is like three hours. So... I did the best on the outgoing tide, but I wanted the incoming tide as well. And the incoming tide is where you get those bigger topwater fish in the weed mats, or you could punch them out of the highest end with the penny work. And for me, once the tide went out, um, I, I picked up my drive, my rudder, my skag, and I paddled for an hour to get in against the wind, against the current to get to deeper water. And uh, the second day, yeah, uh, the first day where I hit, yeah, it was, it was, it was really difficult. Yeah, it was a workout. 
I don't mind it. It was fun. But uh, uh, the first day where I had punched some nice fish that actually didn't help my, my bag, which would have helped my bag on the second day, was less than a foot of water. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, I have to go even further. So I paddled and paddled and paddled. I actually saw this bass boat. And I, and I had this thought in my head, like, man, I'll pay you 20 bucks to tow me in, but you can't do that. You know, it's against the rules. So I'm yeah. struggling. No mothership. If I, if I were to take a drink of water, yeah, if I were to take a drink of water, my kayak would turn around and I'd lose like 10 feet, 15 feet, well, you know, just take a sip of water. And then, and then I'm like, it was so hot out there and I'm paddling and paddling and paddling. Finally, I get deep enough water, I could put my my fins back in and, and start pedaling. So I'm pedaling and paddling now. Okay, I finally get to some deep water, get in some water, uh, hyacinth. And the key was when I, in the afternoon, when the tide came in, the biggest key for me was the hyacinth with the pennywort. If there was a piece of hyacinth, I was sure to, to punch the hyacinth because that's where I would get the bites. Underneath the water, the hyacinth has a different root than the pennywort. It's long, stringy. That root underneath the hyacinths, it's kind of um, kind of more uh, cover, like long like and, and has like a little root system. Yeah, a little more cover. And and, and you know, I started. I, I I got bit once, and I was like, okay, that's got to be it. And I got bit twice. I'm like, that's it. You know. So um, I I beat up this one little area. I I caught a couple fish. Then I moved again. Uh, I probably moved another three, four hundred yards. And I went down this bank. I caught a 20 and a half inch with a half an hour to go. And it was the best decision I made in two days. Um, uh, the first day, you know, I caught them all on chatterbaits. And then uh, once the tide went out, I kept throwing the chatterbait. And I was like, okay, I'm not getting bit. So I started throwing the frog on the weed beds. And I, and, those fish didn't help me. So I said, okay, I'm going to go punch, you know, the frog fish were fun, but they weren't, they didn't help, you know? So again, that's the key about this tidal system. You know, you got to fish the conditions. 15 minutes ago is different than 15 minutes from now. So you, you really have to adjust as you go, especially with the tide dropping, uh, all the, the milfoil and the hydrilla lay over plus hippie grass. The hippie grass was the key for my frog fish. Um, and, and that's the, the, the hippie grass laid over and, and, and the, the, those frog fish, I, I, I was throwing a mullet frog and I'd get it and rip it and it goes and like splashes like bait fish and they would just, yeah, they just blow up on it and it was just insane. And, you know, people say to use shorter rods. I, 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 I tell you what, if I didn't have my seven foot 11 rod, I would have never got those fish out of that stuff. An eight foot rod. Or, 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 you know, anything less than eight foot is really hard to get in a kayak because you're getting pulled with, you know what I mean? You're pulling yourself yeah. to the fish. You're not like a boat where you lift the fish out of it and then ski them on top. The fish get underneath there and you really got to crank them down. So I was using long rods with the long handles. I put them underneath my armpit for leverage. You know, myself, I like the longer rods. I like the longer butts you know, so I could get the leverage underneath my armpit, you know, and, and that's part of, you know, fighting the fish. Otherwise, you have to point your rod at the fish and reel in, you know, like, a, you know, crank it in like it's, you know, 
but it won't come. You know what I mean? And yeah. I tried the shorter rods. I have a seven, four frog rod that uh, St. Croix makes and, and I just really couldn't get those fish up. So I, I decided to go with uh, a seven eleven, and, and it's called a big gulp rod. It's a tournament series St. Croix rod. And, uh, um, uh, I was able to get them on top and, and, and it was a chore now flipping, I mean, I'm sorry, punching the highest end, uh, in a kayak is comical at best. W w would you agree, pal? Yeah. Um, to, to, to punch fish in a kayak. So the first fish I punched, right. I, I had it in the air and it's swinging around my head. You know what I mean? And, and I'm trying to hit the spool so I could get yeah. it in my lap. Right. You can't right. hit it. And I'm like, I got this 16 inch fish swinging around my head. You yeah. know, my big I, one that I punched on the second day, uh, it was matted up in, in the, uh, the hyacinth. And when I set the hook, it was right next to me. So I just grabbed my line. I put my rod above me, grabbed my line and then pulled it into the boat highest in and all you know and i'm looking down kind of chuckling saying you know if that would have been on, on camera people would have been laughing like really <laughs> you know it's a beautiful but chaos like really they say difficult. yeah yeah it, it, it is chaos yeah i'm i'm with you too right i don't get into the real short frog rods that's not my deal but but you were saying that you have a, a particular chatterbait setup that you had it there with you what 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 is it that that you like in your chatterbait setup yeah here let me show you i got i got all my stuff right here <laughs> man's prepared that, that is a that that's how i want this room to look right there <laughs> where i can have like 50 rods behind me i got like my kids toys i don't have any so, rods I, here yeah i'm in my kids room so <laughs> i'm with my, you man yeah this this is my my den and my fishing garage. So this is a legend tournament, uh, uh, Saint Croix rod. Uh, it's called a Magnum Cranker. Re regretfully, they they let's see, they, they don't make this rod anymore. But um, so sixty five pound braided line on a chatterbait. This rod sits there and just does this right. And I'm I'm watching the rod. If the rod stops, I set the hook. You don't necessarily feel the fish hit it, but because of the action and it stops, the fish has got it. So this That's is a good point. It's a jackhammer. Uh, this is the exact bait I use both days. This gotta is love a, those jackhammers. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're, uh, they're really the good. Bait. This is a Z-Man. Yeah, a Z-Man. Uh, same trailer for two days. Yeah. I, I I I probably caught sixty fish off of this in two days. This is uh, uh, has a little red in it with the uh, green pumpkin uh, color. Uh, in shallow water, makes a difference. In deep water, it, I don't think it makes any difference. But to the fisherman, it does. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, th this little bit of red right here uh, on the delta, there's a lot of crawdads and, and uh, red crawdads, and, and that's their main forage. Besides, you know, obviously the bluegills and, and so on and little bait fish. And by the way, as I was paddling back, uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of fish I saw on the way back. It, and I was in like a foot of water the, the whole way paddling. So you got up close and, and, and got to see a lot of things. Um, a few clam beds, not many. 
most of the stuff I was fishing was was soft bottom, but where I did the best was the bluegill beds with hard bottom. And, and there was like one little section in that area that had that. And on the second day, uh, I really got, I got on them good and caught a lot of fish. And, and then uh, I had a punt. I mean, after a while, you just keep catching the small fish and, and you know, you, you got to adjust and try to get those bigger ones, but you got to get that limit and yep. then keep going, you know, Calling up, calling up, calling upgrades. up. Upgrades. Um, well, what yeah, for upgrade. you was the um, was the adjust? Did you did any adjustments for the second day that got you that power move? Yeah. To second place, were you just doing the same thing and and just happened to have the the fight was on that day? Yeah. So you know me being the rookie that I am, uh, I guess I'll tell the story leading into that. Yeah. Uh, that first day. I went to my first spot and the gates were shut. The gates were closed. The place was closed. And I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do now? Because everything that I had rigged up was for specifically for that spot. Not that I couldn't use it at my backup spots, but I'd be more limited to be using the stuff that I had rigged up for my first spot. And so I decided, should I wait or should I pack up and just or should I not even unpack and just go to my second spot, which was what I did after pondering for about 15, 20 minutes. So I went, yeah. So I went ahead and went to my second spot and I fished the South Delta and uh, which is dirty water. And um, so I decided to go down there and just kind of junk fish because like everything was all my bait choices was kind of all kind of thrown out the window, if you would say. Um, so I just kind of, I was just power fishing that first day and just trying to get a limit. Like John was saying, you know, just hurry up and limit and cold fish. And it was a disaster being my first tournament. I had fish. I had, must have like fish five or six fish, uh, hop off the catch board. Um, and, and they were cold fish too. And, um, it, it was a disaster for me and lost fish, send the hook and, um, but I, I I was able to manage the 77 and a quarter inches. And, um, you know, that night when I, when I came home, I told myself, you know what? I think tomorrow guys are going to, especially, you know, the sticks out on the Delta, they're probably going to smash them tomorrow. I didn't even bother looking at the weather conditions because um, I was so exhausted from the heat. Um, I was like, you know, I'm just going to go out there and go fishing. <laughs> Who, who cares what happens, you know? Um, so I just went back to, I didn't even, I was going to go back to my original spot the first day that I had planned for, but I didn't want to gamble with the gate being closed or open. So I said, you know what? Just let me go back out uh, to my south area, uh, which I did. And um, funny thing was getting there, it was, when I got closer to the, to the marina, it got super windy. I was like, what is going on here? And then all of a sudden, actually on my way there, I saw lightning and thunder. And then when I got there, that was when the wind kicked in. I was like, oh, my God, this cannot be happening right now. <laughs> so I was like, okay, um, just let me go ahead and put the kayak in the water. And, you know, it, the water was choppy and everything. And I was like, this might be a bad day for me. <laughs> but as it got closer to the... Uh, to 6 uh, a.m., which was lines in, 
um, the weather started stabilizing, it started calming down, and I was like, okay, um, let's go fishing. So uh, what I did differently the second day, and I think it made a real big difference for me too, I slowed way down. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I worked areas most of the areas i was fishing was uh it was a hydrilla hydrilla line like all all along the whole bank and um i think apart like after i catch a fish i would have that spot visually marked in my head and say you know what go back and start from there and um three three key baits for me number one um and uh flipping or punching a beaver and a, a sweet beaver and a d-bomb and um, a spinner bait for running through the lanes of the uh, the sparse hydrilla that was in the grass that um, allowed me to run it through um yeah I, I i just picked everything apart slowly and um when i saw an opening i'd pitch in the sanko when there was too much grass actually the key areas for me to flip or punch was the mixed grass like the reeds the reeds with uh with a little bit of uh hyacinth on top and the hydrilla around it those are really key for me i mean uh my 18 and my 16 they came out of those types of areas um and and that's just kind of always all around i mean mixed grass different kinds of like you were saying John was saying pennywort and the hyacinth and and you're saying the reeds and the yeah that mixed grass area is always something yeah it is and um yeah what I like to do prior to getting those higher percentage areas was fish it before you get there so that you can get those bonus fishes before you even get there um so yeah man i mean the second day i i uh to answer your question uh armando i i I really slowed down i really just slowed down and i just went fishing you know um and i think by 10 30 or 11 when the tide was uh a little bit past uh halfway going out i i had my limit already you know and that was pretty much it for me how do you felt uh when you you know lines out how were you surprised to finish second place after you know after looking back at your first day second base were you surprised that you ended up uh so high or what or was it something that you expected once lines was out on the last day i i was really shocked after i caught my limit and i i took a look at the standings and i was just i was in disbelief but then at the same time uh i was like you know what these guys that are sticks out here they probably haven't even submitted their fish yet you know and they probably yeah. have a good bag so i was like you know what it is Some what it is and just yeah. waiting <laughs> like, right. and um you know I, I i just told myself you know what you did the best you could you know it, it's it's your first event ever and it is what it is you know awesome yeah. so did, did y'all both qualify for the toc yes are are y'all both going i'm sorry did did you qualify did third place qualify for Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. Do y'all both plan to go? Top three qualified. Top three. Yeah. Um, I'm going to look into the logistics of it all. And then, uh, you know, it's a one in a lifetime opportunity. So uh, I think we all should, right? We worked hard to get where we're at. Probably be over. Yeah. 
Paul, are you going to go? Yeah, I'm going. It, it, it's a lifetime experience for me, you know, um, and, and I want to go. Yeah. I want to see how these guys do out there. I mean, everybody that's going, you know, they're they're going to be they're sticks, you know, they're they're hammers. Um, and then, you know, that. Russ is <laughs> like I was joking around with Russ because he t he uh, texted me yesterday. He's like, are you going to come to Tennessee? I was like, you know what? Only if you show me around. <laughs> if, if you've never been, Tennessee is like, oh, truly is a beautiful <laughs> place. I mean, it, there's so many places to go and check out. Smoky right. Mountains, Pigeon Forge, all, all that. Like, you can go see all Knoxville. I'm I mean, sure. it's a beautiful town, too. But a lot right. of, like, a lot of nice stuff to go see while you're out. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. all that money. And I know you get a bunch of swag. Like, last year they got a big swag bag and all that. Mm -hmm. TOC and Hobie, they, they do it right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What did it mean for you guys? Because I know there's there's going to be people out there going to say, well, there are only 50 anglers, home cut advantage, Delta is a different monster. Um, so there might be naysayers going to take away from your wins and, and your and your standings. And that's fine. That happens. But what did it mean for you to go to the TOC and at least do a good or respectable showing? Is that something that you want to say, hey, I know it was only 50 anglers. Yes, I know I had home code advantage. But I I want to prove that I am out, you know, that I can compete toe to toe with the best of them. Is that something that you look for, or do you just reluctantly say, yeah, you know, home court advantage, whatever? Uh, what, you, what do you think? TLC, right? TLC, yeah. When we're talking about the TLC, yeah. what would it mean for you? Um, yeah, I, I think for me personally, I, I I'd like to go and represent the West Coast. Um, uh, like I said, I think most of those top 50 guys, they're, they're, they're good fishermen, you know, and um, I, I, I think for the guys that are, or, you know, I think they, they kind of have it down already. And for me, I, you know, just go out there and like my second day, just go fishing, you know, um, see what you could do, do your Yes, you know, just buy your best, your strongest uh, strengths, and uh, just you know, just go with it. Very what cool. about you, John? You know, um, uh, a bass is a bass is a bass. Okay, <laughs> um, you'll you'll catch them. However, you know they're predators. So um, you know something. I'm gonna go over there. I'm gonna open a number ten can of whoop bass on those guys. Oh, there oh, you go. Right I like it. That's what okay. I want to hear. Hell yeah. There That's you right. go. I, I don't show up just. I don't show up just to play, man. I show up to win. I dream about winning. I tell myself I'm gonna win every tournament. When I show up, I know I'm gonna win the tournament. You know, that's my attitude. I like it. Uh, I like it. You know, if I get if I get beat, and uh, hey, you know something, I'm happy for you guys, man. Way to go, you know. And I'm proud of you guys, you know. But man, I tell you what, I'm bringing number ten can, and I'm gonna open that sucker up, and I'm gonna do, some, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> that's the way Jump I see it. <laughs> yeah, you know, don't, I just don't show up to play. I show up to win. You know, you and that's the attitude you gotta have. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. You gotta have that attitude. You know? So from here for hey, the rest I, of the year, I got a. Oh, go ahead. Um, can you put me on the in, in the back again? This phone yeah. is, is really uh, you guys are lagging and stuff, and I gotta plug in this charger. All right, no so problem. Go ahead. One minute. 
Sorry. So what, Pooh, now that you're like one for one, you've won money in your first event, what, what do you have going on the rest of the year? Are you going like, dude, I got second place in the first tournament I ever fished. Now that's all I'm going to do from here on out. Uh, um, you know, what's funny is I, I, I told myself I wasn't even going to compete this year because I wanted to break in my, my outback first and really get used to the thing and, um, upgrades and whatnot. But, um, like I said, when I saw that Hobie was coming to the Delta, I was like, you know, let me go ahead and do this. But I mean, after this event, uh, it's easy. (laughs) I wish, but, um, I, I, I think, I think I'm probably going to take a break and really just focus on, yeah, just, uh, do the TLC, but more than likely get prepared for next year, you know, and really put it on for next year. Cool. How how about you, John, besides uh, the TLC, what, what else are you going to fish this year or are you fishing? So, so check this out. I, I fish team tournaments in a bass boat. Uh, my buddy's name is Don Longton. He's 80 years old. Okay. Uh, we work hard as a team. We, we, we do really well together. Um, I just got back from Clear Lake. I fished the one bass uh, pro-am. I fished as an am. I had a chance to win that. I, I came in sixth. I, uh, last weekend, I fished uh, a, a BBT tournament at the Delta with my, my team partner, Don. Uh, we came in fit, oh, fourth place. Uh, the very next day, I went to Don Pedro in a kayak. I, I came in fifth place. Uh, huh? This weekend, a weekend later, I fished two days at the Delta in a kayak. I came in third place. I'm heading to Clear Lake in two weeks to fish the BSS, and I'm going to win that baby. John's ready to retire, man. I love the conference. You're going full time. <laughs> hey, I work. Taking bass, taking names. Week, all right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I work five days a week. Uh, I, I got to take vacation whenever I can. Um, I get 25 days a year. I use every one of them fishing. Uh, I fish Saturday, Sunday. I don't care what time of the year it is, summertime, wintertime. I, I'm, I, I, I love fishing. It's just, you know, it's a stress relief. It gets me in a, a great mood. Uh, I can't wait to go to Clear Lake. Clear Lake fishing, you know, if the Hobie – comes back they should go to clear lake this place i agree phenomenal uh if you want to catch a 20 pound limit and show up at the way in and get way to go that's where you do it you gotta <laughs> you better have 30 pounds because you're stress, not gonna buddy. get an attaboy yeah. <laughs> you know that place is a phenomenal fishery uh uh a little easier to fish than the delta the delta's quite a bit more difficult to fish and figure out. And, and I got to ask um, Pal a question. So when you were fishing down south, I pre-fished down south. And, and the pattern I found was, like you're saying, the hydrilla. And, and did, you, did you find yourself fishing uh, the outgoing water all day? Yeah, I, I, well, I think the tournament was, both days was outgoing tide, but um, that's my my favorite type of tide to fish anyways in general. So, um, yeah, so I I think it it was easier for me to pick a fish, you know, pick apart these fish on the outgoing tide. Um, But, yeah, yeah. 
Were you were you in at did you, did you in go the West the Delta? Uh, no, no, I did not go. I think a few guys yeah, went. Yeah, was at Big Break. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I went. Okay, I went yeah. west. So you're. I went west from yeah, from Fabian the marina. And, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Fabian. Yeah, yeah. I pre-fished in there. You know, I, I caught some nice fish in there, and uh, mm. you know, on the second day when it was really nasty, windy, uh, the rain <laughs> came in and lightning and yeah. thunder. I was I was driving by Tracy Boulevard, and I thought to myself, "You better pull in there because when you get the big break and that wind's blowing and that <laughs> tides out, you're you're not going to catch nothing." And, and that's what I was worried about was uh -huh. uh, big break area. You know, uh, low tide with the wind blowing, uh, right? You're done. You're done. Yeah. You, know, you got yeah. nothing. The the it's just it's almost impossible to fish, especially if the waves start rolling in there. But I knew that time yeah. was going to come in, and, and mm -hmm. it should settle down over there. And uh, anyways, yeah, um, I, I I scouted out that area, and I like fishing Fabian, and I like mm -hmm. fishing over that levee. You know, you got yeah. that to yourself. You got to do a little bit of skiers. You know, that's the only thing. You know, right? But, right. Uh, yeah, good job, man. I'm really proud hey, of you. Thanks, guys. man. I, I wish. Same. I wish, same. Uh, um, yeah, Daniel. Daniel, right? Daniel. Or, yeah, Daniel. I wish Daniel was here, man. I want to pick that guy's brain. You know, I do too. Uh, congratulations uh, to Daniel wanna, on his. I, I want to know how. Yeah, congratulations, man. That guy dominated. He. he, he I mean, he really smashed it day one. Yeah. You know. But, yeah. Uh, fourteen yeah. inches he won by. So yeah. 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 It just, it, sometimes really that dang work. It's right in the way. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He did too. Yeah, you know. Um, um, I, I'm new to this kayak thing and, uh, you know, something, uh, I love it. I really do love it. it it's, it's you against the fish, you against the nature yep. and, and you, you know, you don't have a team partner or, or a, like a pro-am or whatever. It's kind of, you don't talk to anybody, but man, I tell you what, you know, I'm not throwing this on crazy or nothing, but you know, when I'm catching a whole bunch of fish on a chatterbait and it's not helping, you know, I'm like, all right, dude, you need to put that down and you better go figure something else out because you're just spinning your wheels, you know? And, and yeah, I just, you know, I had to really work hard, paddled. I paddled for like an hour uh, to get to my next spot in, in super shallow water. I could have actually jumped out of the kayak and drugged the kayak, but it's so sooty that probably would have went yeah. over my head. But I mean, I could see the bottom in most places. Um, of course you can't get out of the kayak anyhow, but, um, anyhow, it was a great experience. You know, Hobie, Hobie put on a great event. Uh, they really um, do. No. Yeah. Um, the, the tournament director, T, uh, TJ, AJ, 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 AJ. All right. Yeah. He does an amazing job. Oh, he did a great yeah, job. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Yeah. I called him Sunday morning. And, and he answered his phone, and I said, "AJ, hey, it's it's lightning thunder. I got twenty mile an hour winds right here, right now. Uh, are we gonna delay launch? Uh, you know, are we on?" He goes, "You know something? I'm making. I'm sending an email right now. You know, your best discretion. You know, be safe. Number one. You know, he said all the right things. You know, safety first. You know, uh, um, it, it's you know, you do the right thing." You know, uh, certain areas of the Delta um, uh, didn't have these conditions. 
um, you know, I saw I saw a bolt of lightning go from my far left to my far right, all the way across the sky, and four lightning bolts touched ground. Okay, mm-hmm. and scary two stuff. Three seconds later, you, you heard this crackle, snap, pop, and yeah. everything vibrated. You know, it was intense, and I kind of chuckled too because I'm like. Really, dude, you're out here. You got eight lightning rods behind you, <laughs> and you're on the delta, right? It's like you're telling the, the lightning, "Here, look at me." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know this. Right? You know right. um, this. Yeah. This, it, it, that was very uncommon for this time of the year, or actually, yes, yeah, this time of the year in California, it, it felt like we were in Midwest for whatever reason. No, uh, yeah. We don't get the, we don't get these type of conditions here. And uh, that that really just I think that threw off a lot of anglers. How do you think yeah. it affected the bite that weather? Because I know I've for experience, I love to fish after a nasty thunderstorm. I do There's too. a lot of rain, a lot of wind, it turns off that water, cools it off. And the experience that I've gotten is the bite is it sometimes turns it off, but when boy, when it turns it on, whoo, you're gonna have a great day. Right. So how yeah. do you think it affected the bite after the, you know those rolling storm thunderstorms that you got? You know, um, so I caught I think three three of my keepers before the initial, and then um, once it got really windy and um, and there was lightning everywhere, I I kind of it kind of slowed down for me actually. Hmm. Um, I was thinking, you know, pick up the chatterbait, pick up the chatterbait. But I told myself, you know what, let's just, you know, keep it slow and go, you know. But I think, I think uh, it, it, it really killed the bite for for me during the storm for whatever reason. You would think that it would fire. I was thinking it was gonna be fire for some guys. Yeah. They were gonna capitalize during this moment, but. Um, I guess you know it, it didn't pan well, you, out that way. I, I Do you think heard, that? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry Dan, go ahead. Go ahead. I actually heard the craziest thing watching MLF the other day. Marty Stone said that that whenever there's lightning, that the fish suspend. That if they were on bottom or on top, whenever there's lightning, the fish mm-hmm. suspend. I don't know if that's the biggest bunch of BS I ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I, that man, I mean, I TV, and he's better than me, so it, it's got to be true. <laughs> but I think, do you think, Paul, um, the, if you would have switched to a fast moving bait like a ja, uh, chatterbait or a swim bait, do you think it would have? I mean, granted, glad you didn't because you ended up doing the power move oh, yeah. tournament. But do you think it would have picked up? Because I usually, when I see that, I just, my first instant is jerk baits, chatterbait, crank baits. That's what they're going to go after because they're going to be lining it up. So I'm surprised yeah, I mean- you stay uh with the slow uh, finesse stuff yeah you know um so what was funny was i i wanted to pick up a reaction by a reaction bait but then i i just told myself for whatever reason that you know it it, it just that i'm just gonna fish slow and it, there wasn't really any room for me to throw a a reaction bait anyways with the tide being halfway going out already because a lot of the hydrilla was showing and clumping up already so i mean i could have worked the outside uh, grass lines but i didn't want to do that either i just wanted to hit high percentage areas 
was my target, you know? So, um, but I think, you know, I, 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 Armando, I really do wonder if, if that would have turned on had I, had I gone reaction, which I normally would do. So, yeah. and John, he went the other way. He <laughs> went double buzz <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, uh, the day before I had uh, a Whopper Plopper on, uh, here, I got it right here. With the trailer hook. So, uh, so if you, if you look at this Whopper Plopper, you notice anything different about it? Yeah, that back hook. Got, or both the hooks, yeah. Yeah, I got frog hooks. I got frog hooks on it so I could run it through the grass, right? That's well, interesting. Go on that Whopper Plopper. That's a good idea. There's a little, there's there's a little juice right there. Put frog hooks yeah, on your Whopper Plopper. That's pretty good. Yeah. 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 I like it, that. it goes through the grass really well. It really does, you know, and it gives that plop, 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 and you can run it through almost anything. Okay. Uh, the fish I'm seriously stealing that, that from you. For me. <laughs> huh? Yeah. The, the fish that hit it the first day uh, were knocking it out of the water. And I was like, what the heck? You know, uh, maybe these hooks are the wrong idea. And then I finally caught one. It was like a 13 inch fish. And it jumped and got off right at the boat. So I said to myself, I'm going to tie on this double buzz. You can't go wrong with this baby right here, right? So lightning, thunder, dark skies. I heaved this thing as, as long as I could until I finally told myself, all right, you need to put it up. <laughs> I had, so when I launched out of, out of uh, the, the break marina, I stayed in the marina for the first 15 minutes. I paddled as fast as I could, and I covered the whole marina besides if you come out of the launch to the right, I went to the left, around the corner, and there's these boats and stuff. I, I ran in there in 15 minutes, fished the whole thing. I caught one fish, 13 and a half, half inch fish. I took a picture of it in the dark, right? Took another picture of it, threw the fish back. Then I looked at my picture. It was blurry. You couldn't even barely see the fish, much less the board, right? Yeah. So, you know, live and learn on, on all these mistakes. Um, I uh, went around the corner throwing it, and I threw it, and I threw it, and I threw it. And, and, and fish were popping at it, but they were little fish. I was getting some action, but I was, like, hoping, you know, I need a five-pounder. You know, I need a six-pounder. You know, I need an eight-pounder. I need something that's going to be big. I got to catch up, you know. And, and and it just didn't work. So I put it up and I picked up that chatterbait. And because of the thunder and, and and the lightning and the crackle, until it stopped doing that, I couldn't catch a fish. And I finally got to the over to the um, the bluegill bed, and it took me at least an hour and a half to get there. Um, and that's that's a full on paddle. All right, or pedaling, full-on pedaling, nonstop. Besides, I hit a few berms on the slack side of a couple berms. Um, uh, I couldn't get bit. And all my good water, the fish weren't biting. And, and I'm thinking, this thunderstorm's definitely got the fish shut off. So I picked up a Cinco, all right? I threw it by a toolie, and I get hammered. And there's nothing there. And I get hammered again. There's nothing there. I reeled that thing in and I put it away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because there's small fish ticking at it. You know what I mean? So I, I finally get over to the to the good area and uh, I started catching fish after fish after fish after fish. 
but it wasn't until the lightnings and thunder stopped. Uh, I don't, I don't remember if, uh, how, if you remember when it downpoured and those big drops and all that happened. Yeah. Okay, the tide was low. All right. It was like 105 degrees out and it was raining and I was paddling, paddling and paddling and paddling and trying to make it back. The rain was a welcome. <laughs> I liked it. You know? Well, there you go. Um, well, we, we don't want to take up too much of your time. The uh, we, we want to give both of y'all before the end of it, we always want to give everybody an opportunity to shout out any sponsors, anybody that makes fishing easier for you. Pua, we'll start with you, man. Congratulations on second place. And is there anybody hey, you'd like to thank? Probably your wife for that outback, huh? Yeah, yeah. man. I, I, I think my, my number one thank you goes to my <laughs> wife, man. I mean, she, she, besides getting me an outback for my, for my birthday, uh, she, she's the reason why I, I can go out, you know, she takes care of the kids and, That's right. you know, while I get to go out, while I get to come out and play and, uh, you know, do the event, you know, so, uh, you know, big thanks and big thanks to her and, and my kids. And, um, yeah, I want to give a shout out to, uh, Ying Yang and ghost company. These guys, they, um, you know, they, they, they give me the support, you know? So, um, I just want to give a big shout out to them, man. You there got you go. um, lagged off a little bit. Could you repeat the name of it? I don't think. We oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, shout out to Ying Yang Bulldogs, LNC Automotive, and Ghost Company for you know just supporting me. And um, let's see, love it when uh, those companies support the anglers. Yeah, that's right. And, um, yeah, and my brother, my brother Say, and my brother-in-law Tony. I mean. I, when I got the when I got the kayak, I didn't even have a truck. So my brother and my brother in law, they, whenever I needed their trucks, they came through for me. Yeah, you have. You a got, I hear some paperwork over there. You got like an yeah. Academy Award kind of. Yeah, I, 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 I had to write the. I had to write these down. Yeah, family <laughs> name Say and Yay. Say Say and Tony. Oh well, you yeah. said Yay earlier, right? Yay! No, no, Ying, oh. Ying, oh, okay. Ying Yang Bulldogs. Yeah. I got you. All right. Well, how about you? How about you, John? I, I see you got that super clean hat. I, I like um, that. Yeah. You know, first, Dan, I'd like to uh, thank you and Pal and Finn, you know, for, for, for putting on this show. Really appreciate that. Uh, super clean. All right. Uh, uh, you know, super clean uh, took me on as a sponsor. I, I really appreciate their product. I appreciate what they do for me. Uh, St. Croix Rods, you know, uh, years ago, I, I had an opportunity to join their their staff, and uh, they have some uh, great equipment. Um, stage shop in Atwater. Um, um, he's a good buddy of mine. Uh, he has a, um, a it's a gun shop. They have archery. They got fishing. Um, they they have a gun range. Um, the guy the guy there that runs it's really good guy. Uh, RC fishing. Uh, he's a guide. Ryan Cook. He's a guide on the Motherload Lakes. Um, he, the first time he ever went bass fishing was with me and, uh, he says I'm his mentor. Well, actually, uh, actually I, I, I just basically gave him a little bit of info and he went from there. He's a great guy. He's a party in the boat. If you want to go out and have a good time and, and, and spend a little money on a guide trip, uh, Ryan cook fishing, you, you want to call him and contact that guy. He's really good. Uh, headwaters, uh, kayak and headwaters adventure. Um, they're, they're great customer service. That's where I got my kayak, um, headwaters, kayak and Lodi, um, Dan Arbuckle, a great guy, yeah. super guy. 
um, Headwaters Adventure in Reading, Brian, uh, he's the man. Um, you know, Wild West Bass Trail, uh, yeah. they really helped me out with uh, Super Clean. And they stepped up this year, uh, started a kayak circuit. I, I recommend fishing that kayak circuit. Um, it's, it's really good people. They, they, their payback is phenomenal. Um, for 100 bucks, you know, they pay back 90%. Uh, um, you, you can't get that anywhere. You know, the, the, the bass tournaments that I fish, they're around 56%. You know, I, I figured it all out. And, and Wild West by far pays the best. And that's the, the trail you really want to fish. Uh, Hobie Open Bass mm-hmm. Series. Um, you know something? I want to thank Hobie and, and um, uh, for all they did. Uh, it was a great experience. The first time I ever fished their event. Um, I really enjoyed it. Professionally ran. Uh, uh, I I kind of missed getting everybody together at the end and talking and stuff. I was the only one that launched yeah. there, and I was the only one that was fishing around there. And, and when I took out and put in, I didn't have no one to talk to. I I, I, I love to talk, obviously. Um, and again, uh, Dan, we uh, didn't I really appreciate the opportunity <laughs> and 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 great job on first and second place, man. Uh, I. I I wanted to really open up that that uh, can of whoop ass on everybody. The number ten can, I think, was more like a number eight can. So you know, next time I'm opening up the number ten can. And if you know a number ten can, it's like a gallon size can. Okay? Yeah. Costco size. <laughs> well, we we appreciate you guys, and and hopefully we'll have you on for too long, and we'll talk about the TOC and yeah, and y'all go there and kick butt, man. Good Thank luck. You. Hey, thanks for having us, Dan and Armando. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys. And again, we're, yeah. we're looking forward uh, to seeing you guys in the TLC representing the uh, West Coast, man. Uh, I know we don't get a lot of you out there. I know geographically, you know, it's it's harder. There's a lot of land in between, you know, the Midwest and um, the West Coast where there's not really bass fishing. So it's I know it's harder for you anglers to get um, noticed out here, but there's some great hammers out there. And we're glad that you guys did a good showing. We glad we glad that we got some West Coast rep here. And uh, again, good luck on the TLC. We look forward for to see what's up, man. All right, man. Thank good you. Good luck, guys. Thank you. Thank right. you, yeah. Mondo. Appreciate it. No that. problem. My pleasure, John. Thank Appreciate you for joining us. There we go. Well, there we go. Another oh. got to talk to them, and now we like always we like to go over all the tournaments where all the live tournaments that we had around the country with 30 or more anglers. And if you ever want to highlight a club that you don't quite meet 30 anglers, just message me or Jimmy and we'll be more than happy to get you on. And um, like an event I fished with Iron City, only had 27. I'm really glad I don't have to talk about that tournament. But uh, first we will talk about the Paddling Fin Angler of the Pod. Uh, Congratulations, Sam. We had our whole, uh, you know, we had our spring madness that turned into summer madness event. And here in Probably tomorrow, we're going to be announcing the winners of over $3,000 in prizes. Huge prize pack, seven people who have filled out the best bracket. So whenever we do that again, I know we are going to do it again. Uh, I think next time it's going to be swapped up. Some might not just be hosts. or uh, We have some other things in the work. Uh, I know Brian's working on something. So we'll definitely be giving out a lot more prizes with that next time. So definitely fill out your bracket next time. So uh, first up, we had the bass event on the Mississippi River up in La Crosse. 
caught 120 at the Wranglers. That was definitely the big tournament of the week. Well, uh, congratulations, Barry Davis. One-day tournament, 88 inches. And I know he's been all over uh, KBN. He was on one objective yesterday, so he's making the rounds. Congratulations him. Uh, Joey Vano with 87 inches. Brady Stores with 87. Mike Elsie, the champ, with 86 and three-quarter. And Zach Gibbons with 85 and a half inches. Next up is, and I cannot say this word for the life, life of me, Massachusetts. I probably said that wrong. I usually say, I usually say Massachusetts. Massachusetts. <laughs> I, have, I don't mean that mean. I, I say it. I'm from Mississippi. I'm sorry. I won't say it again. Kayak Bassin. They had their three-lake throwdown, 31 anglers. Joseph Diedo with 89 inches. Valber Santos with 81 inches. And Wally Utich. With 81 inches. I'm saying your name's wrong. I'm sorry. Don't send me a mean email. Ontario Kayak Bass Trail on Ron. That's a juju is going to send your name. <laughs> on Ron, dude, I can't say that. Like Worcestershire, some people can't say that. I'm probably saying that wrong too. I don't know, man. But uh, Ontario Kayak Bass Trail on Rondu Bay. Ron, Ronadu Bay? It's French. So I'm definitely saying that one wrong. 51 Anglers, Rob Baginski. Seven eighty-seven and three quarter. Michael Morin with 80, 87 and three quarters as well. And Richard Offner, that dude's a hammer. Eighty-seven and a quarter. Next up, Virginia Kayak Trail on Little Creek Reservoir and Lake Smith. Twenty-nine anglers. Twenty-nine. I slid them in there. Michael Hill, eighty-five inches. Travis Belcher in second with eighty inches. And Mark Gemmo with seventy-nine inches. Next up, New York KBF on Honeo Lake. That's probably right. 56 anglers, three fish limit. First place, Jim Collin, 50 and a quarter. John Decay with 49 inches. And then Joshua Brewster with 48 and three quarter. And then North Alabama kayak anglers, they had their river stop. And uh, they only had 38 anglers, which usually, that's crazy, because their tournaments are usually 75 plus people. It's definitely the biggest ball in the state. Randall Wallace, he just won the BASS of, uh, qualifier week before last on Gunnersville, and then he won this one with 59 and a quarter uh three fish tournament three fish limit as well uh coley mcgowan with 58 inches and michael cooper with 55 and a half and then michigan kayak trail state championships two-day event 46 anglers first place was travis terry 184 and a quarter steve eastman with 175 and brandon bissell with 166 and last but not least, Topwater Trail Series had their Traverse Series opening. Congratulations, Topwater. Number two ranked kayak. Yeah, I saw that. Podcast. I've listened to it before. It's good. So, yeah, they had their trail. We don't have a trail. They have a trail. Maybe we should have a trail. We'd be number two. They had uh, 39 anglers. First place was Travis Terry, 96 inches. Patrick DeGeis with 84 and a half. And David Kerner with 84 inches and that's it. Congratulations to all the winners. And uh, yeah, there you go. And, and the big news, we probably should have talked about this at the beginning. I'm not sure if you've seen it, but the kayak no. bass bracket trail had a oh, big yeah. night tonight. Did you see that? I saw the post on it. I was recording um little self-promotion. Um, I was recording with Frankie Prolophone Pro or Polyphone. Slay Nation, I'm going to have him Wednesday. That show is going to air Wednesday. He has a great charity event, as always. But this one is really good. I mean, it's a hard situation. It's something we don't want to see. But the charity is a very good cause, as always. 
Um, so we're going to be talking about that and his um, his kayak series, which uh, debuts yeah. next year. So look forward to that. Um, and real quickly, I know I wanted to give a shout out to my trail, the Slay Nation Trail here in Texas. Um, Gary Thank Peck you. and Matt Biles. Yeah, Gary Peck and Matt Biles, uh, the team, um, they won first place. Um, Ty Moses. I got the easiest names now. I'm not, I don't have a hard job like you did. He won second place, and Matt Wallace, he ended up with third place. I ended up with the big bass of the day. Um, it was tough conditions, uh, 106, not heat index. That's just the regular temperature that was that day. And we had it had to be like a 1,000 or boats just going and coming. We had Grapevine Lake, which is more of a pleasure boulder lake than a, than a fishing lake. And I mean, between sailboats, big yachts, power boats, jet skis, bass boats, we must have had a thousand or more boats on the water. It's not a big lake at all. So it was a horrible day for fishing, but um, we got it done. That so big bass. I got the big bass. I got it at eight o'clock. I know I got it at yep. seven o'clock. I started at six, seven oh five. I got the big bass. Um, and I could just see the parade of boats just lining up at the ramp and i'm like if i don't make my limit before eight o'clock i'm done and sure enough it was i i didn't get my limit after eight o'clock it was just boats galore man it was horrible but anyways the uh but the kind of yes okay they're having a whole new trail first time ever that kayak like nfl it's kfl Kayak fishing yeah. league. And what it's going to be is a captain can create a team with eight people in a state or city. Each person's going to put up $500. You're going to have six regular season events, three at um, three in your home area, so on your home waters. And they're all live events and three in a neighboring state, whatever region in you're in. Let's say you're in the southeast, you get put. Like uh, if I'm in Alabama and I'm going to start a team, I'm going to be a coach. I, I'm, I want to do it. I'm ready. I've sent out messages. I'm ready. I'm putting together a team. But um, so like let's say we're going to fish against Georgia. I'll select four people on whatever body. Of, if three tournaments at home, three tournaments away, so like three home games, three away games, and all the tournaments are going to be called games. So I'll select four people to go fish Georgia Let's say they're fishing Lake Lanier. I want people who can fish spots deep, things like that. Maybe one river guy. If I think there's going to be a river bite and it's going to be the either they haven't decided yet, but either the best five or 10 fish limit for the whole team. So it's, it's a team effort. It's not individual. So three home events, three away events, uh, some playoffs for your region and then for your division, kind of like AFC, NFC. Uh, NFC East, NFC South. So it'll be like that, depending on how many teams there are. And then we'll have a neutral water championship. So like a Super Bowl of fishing. Yeah. So it's it's going to be a whole new trail. It's starting June next year. You can do it by city. You can do it by state. So put together your teams and get with the KBBT and yeah, get signed up. $500 a person and a lot of clubs, like a lot of groups. It's going to be like you can have your own jerseys. You can have your own teams and logo and colors and like really promote the heck out of it. And kind of an idea I had was I think that 
in my state, not for the first, probably not for the first year, but we have a bunch of clubs in our state. So I think we should have a all like an all-star Alabama team where all the different clubs in the state, their angler of the year is goes on the state team. Yep. So every year people in all the clubs in the state, not only do you win angler of the year, but whenever you win angler of the year, you also get put on the state team. So, so the people in the state, they have some, somebody to root for and some, something to go for another goal for at state level tournament. And I, man, I just think it's, Super interesting idea. We'll see how it works out. And there's a whole lot of details to be fleshed out and a lot more information coming on that. But minimum, Greg is always really good. He's going to charge yeah. the least amount of fees. He's not going to hold any money back to try to make money off this thing. It's a few, he'll pay for the fees and everything else is going to the anglers. So uh, yeah, it's going to be something very interesting. Even the guys out West, if you're watching out in California, it would be tough to do it with, but I mean, you could fish against Washington, Oregon, Arizona. If those people start up a division and you can get enough clubs out there to do it. I mean, California, hell, you could have a hundred teams just from California because there's so many people. But uh, yeah, I mean, you could have team Sacramento, team Lodi, team, you know, Bay Area, whatever, whatever you want to do. You can have all those teams and do that too. And then come over here and compete and we do it on neutral water and See who the best in the country is. Let's, uh, you know, it's, no, it's I'm uh, telling you, it sounds cool, man. Greg Nozar is, I give props to Greg Nozar. He's onto something, man. He, he's he's shaking things up. He's thinking yeah. outside the box. You know, it, um, the, the, it came at the right time with the whole pandemic thing where things yeah. were kind of put on the shelf as far as tournament, um, a scene goes the way we knew how well, the way we are used to thinking about a tournament and Greg is, I mean, I don't know if it's going to work or not. I hope it does. He's, he's giving, he's putting up, there's a bunch of hammers out there that yeah. just don't have the ability to travel. Let's say like Cody Milton, Ron Snyder and props to them. They can do it. I'm fine of watching Cody Milton, Ron Snyder take nothing away from them. Uh, but there's a lot of other hammers out there that are not getting noticed just because they can't travel that much and all that. Um, and he's putting them on the map. He's getting them the recognition they deserve. They're getting out there. They're getting sponsored. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to what Greg does. You know, it's it's outside the box. It's, it's new. It, it, as far as the kayak or even basketball tournament scene, is if it's revolutionary, um, um, so I'm sure I said that word wrong. No, it's all right, but I, I mean, I, <laughs> we're both struggling. But think about some of his teams, yeah. like in Tennessee, you could have uh, Steve Owens, Ryan Lambert, I think Christine and AJ now live in Tennessee, Russ Snyder's, Adam Riser, uh, dude, I'm, Tomlinson, you, you yeah. could have, yeah, a dog. Man. It's 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 giving Bassmasters giving Hobie and it's giving KBF something to think about because they I mean it, and it's a shame the technology is not there yet and I mean no I know um, Scott Butcher Marshall sorry is, name. yeah Scott Butcher I know he has something in the works you haven't heard a lot from Scott Butcher but I have complete faith in that guy yeah. I think he's coming up with something big I know he's trying to make some moves to blow this thing wide open as well. Um, so it's, I mean, I'm excited for the future of kayak uh, fishing tournament scene, man. It's 
again, I'm a big fan of what Greg Nozar is doing. Anything that shakes things up and opens more avenues for people to monetize and maybe in the future make a living out of this, you know, I'm I'm all in for it, man. Yep. Yep. Very cool. Well, another great episode. Thank you for being on with me tonight, Armando. And thank you. I know disappointing to the ladies out there. Didn't get to see Jimmy today. Oh, red beard. Brad Hicks apparently is disappointed that Jimmy's not here, but whatever. <laughs> Branson. <laughs> Shout out to Brad. Yeah, well, uh, well, we'll have Jimmy back again next week. He's down at the beach with the family. But yeah, man, thank you. As always, thanks to everybody for listening and wear your PFDs. Be safe out there. Tight lines, y'all. Have a good night. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button, and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC covers, protect your investment. Catch products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs.